Welcome to the Dasco, Reverend Randy Impact's anointed teaching ministry. This message is selected from the vast teaching archives of Reverend Randy Impact. As you listen, may you be blessed and imparted with divine wisdom. And now, today's teaching. Tonight, we are going to deal with the subject, walking in fruitfulness walking in fruitfulness now we are in a month of fruitfulness and the holy spirit is leading me to uh, to share with us what fruitfulness is according to god's perspective and how to walk in fruitfulness i believe that most of us um, are eager to know and to walk in fruitfulness as the Lord will have us. And so um, we want to get straight into scripture and hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Um, before I go into scripture and I go into today's word, I want you to invite somebody, share the link with somebody, tell somebody that the word of God is coming forth. Um, after this, I'm going to pray over the communion and the bread and we're going to dine with the Lord. And so get your communion wine ready. If you don't have the communion wine, you can get any drink by faith. Um, and then you can get bread or biscuits. I'm going to bless them. And then as you take them into your body, God's blessing is going to go ahead of you and you're going to testify in Jesus' name. Walking in fruitfulness walking in fruitfulness now my main text is from genesis chapter 1 verse 28 genesis chapter 1 verse 28 the word of god is so refreshing it's so powerful it's so glorious so anytime we come to interact with the word of god um, i urge you to open up your spirit open up your heart and receive God's unadulterated word, which is able to transform your lives and change everything about you. Genesis chapter 1, verses 28. Uh, Pastor Dennis, if you're there, can you help me read it? Genesis chapter 1, verse number 28. All right. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Amen. 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 Now, Genesis means beginning. So when we talk about the book of Genesis, we're talking about the book of beginning. Now, midweek service, the essence of midweek service or the e-church is to establish you in the knowledge of truth is to take our time and break down the word of God. Sunday services are for inspirational messages, apostolic and directives. Um, Friday LCN camps are for leadership training. But each church, Tuesday midweek service is a time where we break down the word of God. We go into doctrine. We go into our God's mind concerning his word so that you can grow. It's a time that we take our time to break down the word of God so I need you to really flow with us even as you um, partake of this uh, great word uh, the Bible says that and God blessed them talking about Adam and Eve and God blessed them and God blessed them and God said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth hallelujah now if we are ever going to appreciate god's original intention for man we would definitely have to go to the book of genesis because, as I've already said, Genesis is the beginning of everything. So God's original intention for you 
is wrapped up in the word of God in the book of Genesis. God's original intention. And so we are reading from Genesis 1.28 to see God's original intention for man. Alright? And our life is supposed to be patterned after God's original intention. Anything short of it is not what God intends for us. You remember that in the book of Genesis, God's intention was made clear. God's intention was established. And then the serpent came in. Um, the enemy came in, deceived Eve, deceived Adam. And then Adam and Eve lost the ability to walk in God's original intention. Uh, and that's the reason why God had to send Jesus Christ to come and restore, bridge the gap that was created by the deception that came as a result of the serpent. Now, so we are going back to God's original intention for us. The Bible says, and God blessed them. The first thing that God did when he created Adam and Eve was to bless them. Now, a blessing is the power released towards somebody to cause them to succeed. So a blessing is not a material thing. A blessing is a power. It's an intangible thing. A blessing is a spirit. And a blessing is pronounced. That's the second thing you must know about blessings. Blessings are pronounced. Number one, blessing is not material. Rather, the blessing produces a material effect. But the blessing gives you the capacity to be productive in a certain area of your life. So if you are blessed in your finances, you realize that you begin to increase in that area of the blessing. But the blessing cannot be seen. The blessing cannot be touched. The blessing is that invisible power working in a man to make the man fruitful and productive in every area of their lives. Are you here with me at all? So the Bible says God blessed them. So God in his wisdom understood that as he has made man, the first thing man needs is a capacity. It's a blessing. It's the spirit. So that if he left man alone, man will still be able to succeed. It is out of that blessing that the Bible says that Adam was able to name all the animals in, uh, in the earth at the time. It was that blessing that made Adam keep and tend the garden. So the blessing immediately gave Adam and Eve a certain capacity for success. Number two, a blessing is um, pronounced. A blessing is pronounced. And that's why you must be careful what is said into your life. Because blessings can be declared over your life and then they will take effect in your life. That's the mode of transmission. The mode of transmitting a blessing is through pronouncement. And so, if, for example, your pastor pronounces a blessing over your life, it is better than your pastor giving you money into your hand. Because that blessing can give you the capacity to perpetually own a lot of things, have properties, have money, have wealth, have riches, and so on and so forth. So, the inheritance that God gave man was his blessing. I declare over you that God's blessing will start working in your life. I declare that God's blessing will take a certain maximum effect in your life. In Jesus' name. So the blessing was the first thing. And then the Bible says, And God said unto them, Be fruitful. So the first command that God gave after the blessing is fruitfulness. Now, what I need you to understand is this. Fruitfulness is the effect of a blessing that is to say that fruitfulness is not working in isolation you cannot be fruitful except you are blessed fruitfulness is the end product of a blessing so if god wants somebody to be fruitful he will just bless them the word be fruitful is not a doing but a being God did not say go and do fruitful things. God said be fruitful. And what that means is that the capacity to bear fruit is already installed in you. 
And so God gave a command to man or Adam and Eve and said, be fruitful. It's a state of being. Being a fruitful is not what you are doing, but who you are. It's who you are. Now, in the kingdom of God, whatever you, you can do, you must first be. You cannot do what you are not. So God would originally make you before he commands you. Am I making sense at all? God will first make you. So the Bible says God made man in his image and after his likeness. And then God rested. Why? He has given man a certain identity which gives him capacity to operate like him. Even when he's not around. So God first makes us before he commands us. So the blessing is a power that God released upon man to cause man to be fruitful. So the word be fruitful was a command. That means that it is already installed in man. And then he went on to say and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. That means that God declared a blessing upon man and then commanded man to manifest the blessing in the area of fruitfulness, in the area of multiplication, in the area of replenishing, in the area of subduing the earth, in the area of dominion. It means that you cannot exercise dominion except you are blessed. Hallelujah. So the blessing is the source of every manifestation that God demanded from man. Hallelujah. Now, this is consistent with God because when you read Genesis chapter 9 verses 1, God did the same thing. The Bible says that after the flood, God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. So God, right from the beginning, blessed Adam and made a command over Adam in the area of fruitfulness, increase, filling the earth and replenishing the earth and having dominion. When he destroyed the earth and it was just left with Noah and his family, he repeated it. Why? Because until man is blessed, he cannot be fruitful. And secondly, fruitfulness is God's original intention for man. Man cannot operate at his optimum unless he is fruitful. Number two, man is created to be fruitful. I declare fruitfulness over your life. So looking at things from the book of Genesis, we should be interested in knowing what fruitfulness is. Because I've already explained what the blessing is. It's the power that is released towards you to cause you to excel. What is fruitfulness? Because God said, be fruitful. It means you have to understand it, one, and two, walk in it. What is fruitfulness? The dictionary defines fruitfulness as producing good results. When we say a man is fruitful, it means that the man or the woman is able to produce good results. The number two definition of fruitfulness is that the person is beneficial or relevant. Fruitfulness means relevance. Number three, fruitfulness means profitability. So when God said be fruitful, he was telling Adam and Eve, number one, to produce good results. Good results. So fruitfulness affects every facet of our life. Good results in your academics. Good results in your finances. Good results in your ministry. So fruitfulness is a charge, it's a command, and it's consistent with God's plan for humanity. We are to be fruitful. We are to produce only good results. We are to produce, we are to be relevant wherever we go. We are to be profitable. Profitability is a sign of fruitfulness. That means anything that is contrary to the words I have just shared with you is not of God. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible definition of fruitfulness is producing more of something. The Bible defines fruitfulness as producing more of something. Now, so when God said be fruitful, what he's basically saying is that 
fish should produce more fish right trees should produce more trees birds should produce more birds so fruitfulness literally means more to add on now i want to take us deeper it means fruitfulness is more about procreation after your kind stay with me here procreation after your kind to increase after your kind so that is what god expects of us to produce good results not bad results to be relevant wherever we go and then to be profitable now when you read genesis chapter 49 verse 22 genesis 49 22 jacob at the point that he was dying jacob at the point that he was dying remember jacob is israel so he had 12 sons at the point that he was dying the bible says he called his sons all right he called his sons and he began to declare prophetically about their destiny when you look at the prophecy some of them were good some of them were bad some of them were not good at all now when he got to joseph listen to what the bible says genesis 49 22 jacob was prophesying to his son joseph if you are there pastor dennis can you help us to read genesis 49 verses 22 listen to what jacob said about his son joseph read it for us genesis 49 22 joseph is a fruitful bow even a fruitful bow by a well whose branches run over the wall hallelujah so concerning joseph listen to what his father said about him uh, my translation says joseph is a fruitful son joseph is a fruitful son hallelujah may you be a fruitful son in whatever you do in the mighty name of jesus a fruitful son means a relevant son a fruitful son means a son that produces good results a fruitful son means a son or daughter that is profitable so jacob said concerning joseph genesis 49 22 he said joseph is a fruitful son a fruitful son by a spring now the meaning of the word joseph means he will add that's the meaning of the word joseph joseph comes from the hebrew word yosef yosef and the meaning of yosef means he will add or god will give all right now in the old testament they gave meaning they gave names by inspiration prophetic inspiration so the name joseph was not just given to him the name joseph was used to describe who he was going to be in the earth realm god will give or he will add so the name joseph means increase now the hebrew verb is yasaf y-a-s-a-f yasaf it means to increase that is why in the life of joseph everywhere he went he increased in the house of potiphar he increased when joseph went into prison he increased when he went into the uh, pharaoh's palace he increased in fact because of joseph egypt increased may you be a fruitful son in the name of jesus so joseph represents god's original intention for humanity and when you are fruitful nothing can keep you down when you are fruitful the enemy can plot he can plan he can scheme but fruitfulness is a product of a certain blessing working in your life therefore you can go down but you cannot stay down fruitfulness pushes you into a realm of increase you may be kept as joseph was kept in prison but not for long the bible says as he was in prison the spirit of fruitfulness began to work and he was invited to the palace may the spirit of fruitfulness begin to operate in your life in the mighty name of jesus so fruitfulness is our original identity uh, we are supposed to increase the bible says the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter 
by the day. So we are supposed to increase in everything we do. Now, I'm going to bring this teaching back home into church growth, into church work, and into your personal life. Are you fruitful in whatever you are doing? When you begin to see signs of unfruitfulness, you must be worried because God wants you to be fruitful. It is God's plan that you are fruitful, that you are profitable because until you are profitable, you cannot justify the blessing of God in your life. Now, fruitfulness, as I said, is a state of being. So everybody that is fruitful would manifest fruitfulness. You have to be fruitful before you can manifest fruitfulness. And the Christian, the born-again believer, has only one destiny. Pay attention to me. The destiny of the born-again believer is fruitfulness. Now, this is important because we must know our heritage. So we can reject anything that's not consistent with God's demand of us, God's blessing of our life, and be able to receive whatever God has said concerning our life. That's why we are teaching this. Now, there are some people who are not being fruitful. And they justify it by saying, well, that's God's will for my life. Um, people are not being fruitful in certain areas of their life. Maybe in academia, they are not being fruitful. They are not productive. They don't show good results. And then they justify it and say that, well, uh, it doesn't matter because God will still bless me. That's not true. And that's not right. That is an attack on your fruitfulness because everything you touch must increase everything you do must go forward this is the light of god's word you must catch it you must believe in it you must wage war until you begin to see fruitfulness in your life because if god had pronounced blessing over your life the next thing is for you to be fruitful increasing in every facet of your life I declare that you will be fruitful in every area of your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Colossians chapter 1 verse 11 to 13. Let's look at fruitfulness in the context of the new uh, creation believer. Fruitfulness. Colossians chapter 1 verse 11 to 13. Colossians 1 11 to 13. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious mind so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Now hold on. The Bible says, you should give thanks unto the Father which had made us. Another translation says, qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saint in light. Do you understand what that means? The Bible is saying that because of your salvation, you have come to a certain place of qualification. Salvation is a qualification. It's an access. Salvation is not just a regeneration of your spirit so you escape hell. Salvation gives you access into a certain inheritance. Salvation places in your hand a certain will that gives you authorization to a certain property that belongs to God. So the Bible says you must give thanks unto the Father. A Christian must give thanks because of what has happened to them. So the Bible says giving thanks unto the Father who has made us qualified or meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saint in light. Child of God, there's a setting inheritance. There's a setting blessing. And by you accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, the Bible is saying that you have had access. Say, I have access. I have access. Say, I have access. I have access. Say, I have access. I have access. Your salvation gives you access into the inheritance. The properties of God that he has designated for the saints. That's why you cannot say you are fruitless. Because salvation leads you into the realm of fruitfulness. Remember, salvation is God's restoration plan for humanity. So what they lost was fruitfulness. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they lost the blessing. And so they lost the fruitfulness. 
they could not become fruitful. The Adamic nature lacked the capacity to be fruitful. So increasing became very difficult. But Jesus Christ came through salvation and gave us access again into fruitfulness. So the Bible says we must give thanks unto the Father. Not because of what we have done, but because the Father has qualified, He has made us meet. It means before we became born again, we were not qualified into the realm of fruitfulness. That's why God said to Adam, he said, cursed is the ground because of you. So God was breaking the fruitfulness code. He said, from the sweat of your face, before you can eat. And then he says, your wife will go through labor before she can produce. That's a break of the fruitfulness code. So fruitfulness had become in the falling nature difficult to attain. But in the original intention of God, it was supposed to be effortless because of the blessing. So our salvation is reversing the curse, reversing the old order and pushing us into a new order. So by salvation, you have become fruitful again. By salvation, that declaration of God to Adam in the Garden of Eden does not work in your life again. Amen. By salvation, you have been launched into fruitfulness. May you walk in fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. So we give thanks because now we are fruitful. In our going in, we are fruitful. In our coming out, we are fruitful. Hallelujah. Amen. In our lifting up, we are fruitful. Everything we do is fruitful. So we give thanks. And the Bible says God has qualified us through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been qualified to be fruitful. And we have an inheritance. That inheritance that is given specially to the saints. Let me tell you something. We have learned and heard through history that saints are people that are dead. Right? Saints, are, we say Saint Peter, Saint Luke, Saint Matthew, because in our minds, saints are people that are what? Dead. Dead and gone. But when you read the scripture, that's not what the Bible says. Saints are not dead people. Saints are people who possess the life of God in them. Saints are people who are alive. Hallelujah. Saints are people who are alive. People who, who carry the life of Christ. They are called saints. And so as I sit here, you can call me Saint Randy. Hallelujah. He said, we are, look at it. He said, we have become partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. The saints are those in light. So if you are born again, you are in light. You are a saint. Lady Pastor is a saint. Saint Lois. Pastor Dennis is a saint. Saint Dennis. So to be a saint means to possess the very life of, of Christ in you. Because our qualification is not through works. Remember that. Our qualification is by the divine ordination of God. Because Jesus died for me, the life of Jesus is what is working in me now. And the life of Jesus is the saint life. Hallelujah. I am a saint. I am a saint. I am a saint. We are not going to die before we are, we are saints. No. We are saints living on the earth. We are God's saints in the earth realm. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, verses 13. Can you read that for us? For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Hallelujah. Look at it. The Bible says that I'm still on the topic working in fruitfulness. It says he has rescued us from the dominion, the of, dominion darkness. of darkness. Now, the dominion of darkness, when we talk about dominion, we are talking about um, influence to a certain degree. We are talking about rulership. So it means that before Christ, before we became born again, we were under the control, the influence the government of the kingdom of darkness. And that means that our fruitfulness has been touched. So the unbeliever cannot be fruitful according to what fruitfulness means in the word of God. Because the 
unbeliever is a captive of the enemy and the first thing the enemy attacks is your fruitfulness because if he does not seize your fruitfulness you increase in the nature of God and the more we increase in the nature of God the more we possess the earth Bible says God made man in his image and after his likeness and the Bible says that and he gave them dominion he gave them dominion hallelujah Amen. that dominion is what allows us to have fruitfulness to walk in fruitfulness praise the Lord Jesus Hallelujah. that dominion so the Bible says that he has delivered us from the power of darkness you have been delivered from the power of darkness Amen. no power of darkness is going to keep you down Amen. listen if you are not fruitful it's just your mind it's just the devil playing tricks on you because after salvation you have what it takes to operate in the earth realm with dominion Hallelujah. Amen. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Continue reading. In whom we have redemption, sorry, and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. In whom we have redemption. And the Bible says he has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. My translation says he has translated us. The word is metamorphosis. He has metamorphosed us he has changed us hallelujah into the kingdom of his dear son something has happened to you something has happened you need to be conscious of what has happened to you through your salvation you are no more in darkness you are now in the kingdom of light open your eyes and walk in light open your eyes and walk in dominion Open your eyes and walk in God's original plan for your life. He has translated us. Changed us. That's where fruitfulness starts. Because now, by virtue of salvation, your fruitfulness is back. See, my fruitfulness is back. Fruitfulness is back. Now, this is how fruitfulness works. This is how fruitfulness works. For example, if you have a young lady at a certain stage in her life right at the adolescent stage the young lady will start ovulating are you here with me that means that she's gotten to a place of what fruitfulness that means by the ovulation if anybody sleeps with her she can produce a child but remember that before she reaches that stage, fruitfulness is not manifest in her life. Fruitfulness is a potential in the life of that child. Stay with me. That is the destiny of every man. Fruitfulness is a potential in us. When we become born again, we get translated into the stage of fruitfulness. But when we are not born again, we just have the potential to be fruitful. So, the young lady, by virtue of the stage of ovulation in her life, now can bear fruit, can produce after her kind. Are you here with me at all? Yeah. Now, it is the same with our salvation experience. The salvation experience, thank you Holy Spirit, it's a stage of ovulation. It's a stage where we have the capacity to produce after our kind. That's why the Bible says creation is waiting, is groaning, is in birth pangs, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, for the fruitfulness, for the good result, for the profitability of the Son of God. Your season of fruitfulness is here. Amen. I said your, your season of fruitfulness is here. Amen. You are not made to be unfruitful. You are not made to be useless. You are not made to be unproductive. You are not created to be a failure. 
you need to understand this. And even if you were, the salvation has changed that. The Bible says you have been translated, metamorphosed, into the kingdom of his dear son. Where in that kingdom, fruitfulness is the order of the day. So the born again believer is in the stage of ovulation, spiritual ovulation. That means that you will not struggle. When you know what to do, you will not struggle to be fruitful. Say, I am fruitful. I am fruitful. Say, I am fruitful. I am fruitful. Now, why is this important? This is important because you must first know. You must first know. Because knowledge is an asset in the kingdom of God. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. If you don't know, you cannot become what you are already designed to be. So don't accept that you are a failure. Don't accept that you are unproductive. Don't accept that nothing good can come out of you. You are ovulating. It doesn't matter. When you are ovulating, you just need to be conscious. Because even when you are conscious or not, if you even make a mistake, you produce after your kind. Hallelujah. So the child of God must be aware of this power that is resident in us. Jesus has restored our fruitfulness. And from today, may fruitfulness begin to manifest in your life. Amen. The second word that God used, which is his original intention, is what? Multiply. He said multiply. The word multiply in Hebrew is the word rabah. R-A-B-A-H. Rabah. Now, he said be fruitful and multiply. Fruitfulness and multiplication, they are not the same thing. You need to understand it so that you know whether you are in the realm of fruitfulness or you are in the realm of multiplication. Now, there's a code that allows us to operate in multiplication. Fruitfulness is a state of being by virtue of accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Multiplication requires an application of a principle. So there are a lot of Christians who are fruitful, who are showing good results, who are are profitable but they are not multiplying what is multiplication multiplication is showing a higher degree of fruitfulness multiplication is showing or demonstrating a higher degree of fruitfulness hallelujah it's demonstrating a greater degree of increase so multiplication first requires increase. You cannot multiply something that has not increased. That means you cannot multiply except or unless you are fruitful. When we bring it home into math, you realize that zero times zero is still zero. Even one times one is still one. So multiplication works effectively by increase. The strength of multiplication is in increase. So, before you can multi multiply as a human being, you must first enter the realm of increase through salvation. Now, when you become saved, you are fruitful. So, you must then now begin to pursue multiplication. Now, multiplication, let me read uh, for you in dictionary terms. Multiplication means to be or become much many or great to become great to become many or to become much so all of these things were not just words that God was throwing about and they don't mean the same things they are in stages the first stage is fruitfulness the second stage is multiplication that means you can multiply as a child of God except you are fruitful except you have increased except you have added on remember the word fruitful means god will give john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave so by virtue of jesus we have increased do you understand what i'm saying by virtue of jesus joseph is a type of jesus <laughs> so Jesus was given. So the born again is no more single. The born again is himself plus Jesus. That's an increase. So the moment you receive Jesus, you have increased. You are no more you. Jesus 
is now in your heart. He said, behold, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If you open me, I'll come in and die. So now you are not one. He says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? So God now has become resident. So you are not one. You have increased. You are fruitful. That's what it means. It means that now you can produce good results. Now you can be profitable. Hallelujah. But it does not mean you have multiplied. Multiplication is a great degree of increase. You can have Christ and yet not multiply, not become great, not become abundant in the expression of his promises in your life. How do you multiply? I'm going to show you. How do you multiply? Because all of us who are born again are fruitful by virtue of the explanation I've given. But not all of us are multiplying. Because multiplication will give you, it will show a great dimension of your increase. You become so abundant in every area of your life. You will not be seen as only someone with Christ. That's an increase. Someone with God, that's an increase. But you'll be seen abounding in favor, in blessing, abounding in power, ab physical, tangible results in a high degree may you multiply in the name of jesus Amen. now look at this how can the christian multiply i'll show you because it's not automatic it's a declaration he said multiply it means do something so that you can operate in that realm now let's go to john chapter 12 verse 24 the secret to multiplication in the life of the Christian lies here. John chapter 12, verse, verse 24. 24. Yes. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a queen of a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now, Amen. stay with me. Amen. Stay with me. Salvation makes you fruitful. Salvation adds Jesus to your life. One plus one, two. It's an increase. But God doesn't want you to be two. He says, one shall put to flight a thousand, but two, ten thousand. So there is an opportunity to move from two to ten thousand, but through the protocol of multiplication. So everyone that has attained fruitfulness, has added, should now begin to think of multiplication. Multiplication is God's strategy. That's the only way we can take over the earth. That's the only way we can give praise to God. When our results are only in an increasing measure, we cannot, we cannot boast about God. God wants overwhelming results in our life. So much that when people see you, they can say, no, no, as for this, it has to be God. But then he starts with increase. He adds himself to you so that you can translate into multiplication. If you stay at the level of fruitfulness, you are denying God that expression. So John chapter 12 verse 24 shows us the secret to multiplication. He says, Very, verily, verily, I say, unto you, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat, there's a condition to multiplication. <laughs> For the new believer, there's a condition. Remember, salvation is now restoring everything that was operating normally in the life of Adam and Eve. So the restoration is in processes. And remember, the kingdom of God is about principles. So when you accept Jesus, you have increased, you are fruitful. But to multiply, it says, accept. Accept. That's a condition. The next level requires a condition. Except a corn of wheat. A corn of wheat. Pay attention to me. A corn of wheat is a fruitful entity. Because corn has in itself the capacity to increase. So when he says a corn of wheat, he's talking about you, the born again believer. The born again believer is a corn of wheat. It's a fruitful seed. 
So the Bible says, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abided alone. It stays in its state of fruitfulness. It abides alone. It cannot change state. It cannot metamorphose into the next will of God for it. And then he says, but if it die, that's the condition. If is conditional. That means you can be a Christian but when you fall to the ground you can choose not to die. You see, multiplication is a product of death. Fruitfulness is a product of salvation. But multiplication is a product of death. When we talk about salvation, what are we talking about? Salvation is receiving Jesus Christ into your life. Remember I said that you cannot give your life to Jesus because you don't have a life. When you are not born again, you are dead. So you, do, you can't give anything to Jesus. It is Jesus that came from heaven into the earth to give his life as a ransom for the salvation of men. So that statement that people make that I'm giving my life to Jesus is wrong. What is dead cannot be given and it cannot be accepted and it cannot be appreciated. Hallelujah. But Jesus is giving you life. He said, I came that you may have life and have it in abundance. Remember, life is a fruitful stage and have it in abundance is the multiplication stage. <laughs> so some have the life, but they don't have the abundant life. How do you access the abundant life? If it die. If it die. If it die. It bringeth forth much fruit. So the condition to much fruit is death. And much fruit is multiplication. I told you. To multiply means to operate in a higher degree of fruitfulness. It's the next level of fruitfulness. It's the wild dimension of fruitfulness in a multiplied dimension. 10 plus 10 is 20. But when you multiply 10 by 10, it is what? 100. So you see the difference? Multiplication is abundant dimension of increase and this season of fruitfulness God is taking us beyond what we can think what we can conceive what we can touch I see the Lord taking somebody into a dimension of fruitfulness I see God taking somebody into a dimension of multiplication I see the Lord changing your level into a multiplied effect when you multiply your church of 20 people can jump to a thousand. Hallelujah. When you multiply, your church of a hundred people can jump to ten thousand because it is an avenue, it's a provision in the spirit. It's God's will for your life. Amen. Multiplication is real. It's a spiritual phenomenon. And that's where we are going. But the condition is, if it die, what does it mean? bringeth forth much fruit. It bringeth forth much fruit. So we can stay at the place of fruitfulness or we can move to the place of much fruit, which is a place of multiplication. The next level that God intends for man to walk in. Fruitfulness. Are you here with me at all? Yeah. Are you learning something? Yes. Yeah. Those words were not just words God was throwing about. He was telling man the different stages of walking in the blessing and it is a progressive stage. Fruitfulness is lower than multiplication and so on and so forth. Hallelujah. I see you multiplying in Jesus' name. Amen. I said I see you multiplying in Jesus' name. Don't settle for fruitfulness. Move on to multiplication. Now, death is what gives you access. 
when you begin to die to self, you begin to activate that power that allows you to multiply. It says, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It except. So we must all tune our mind unto death. I'm not saying physical death, but I'm saying death. When we talk about death, what does it mean? Death means that denying yourself, your pleasures, your appetite, and taking on the desires of God. Death means that the things that you want to do, you see, you lay down. And the thing that Christ wants you to do, you pick it up against your will. Anything that is against your will, but facilitates the will of God, puts you in a state of death. Remember, Jesus entered the state of death. Jesus was fruitful. In his fruitfulness, he raised the dead. In his fruitfulness, he healed the sick. In his fruitfulness, he walked on water. Why? Jesus said, God is with me. He said, God. So it was him and God, two of them walking together. He says, whatever I see my father do, I do the same. He was operating in fruitfulness until he was taken to the cross. When he started doing the things that he did not want to do in the flesh, he was hung to the cross. And when he was hung to the cross, the Bible says, because he obeyed, even obedience to the point of death. Now, he's seated at the right hand of God. And at the mention of the name, every knee on the earth shall bow. You see, he has metamorphosed into a greater dimension because of multiplication. He died so that he may gain the life of God. He died so that he will metamorphose into a great dimension of life. So in the life of the believer, whatever dies within you attains life. If lust dies in you, you acquire power. If lies die in your life, you acquire strength. If fornication dies in your life, you acquire holiness. If the things that does not please God die in you, if you allow them to die, you increase into a multiplied dimension. What it means is that every instruction given to us by God is to move us. Remember, we are already fruitful. So the instruction is to cause us to die. And then when we die, we move to the next stage. It was in multiplication that Jesus was able to enter a room that was locked. He was living an abandoned life, a multiplied life, a life of power and glory. That's what God wants you to walk in. The only limitation to us in walking in multiplication is death. If it dies, it bringeth forth. There is much fruit in you, much power in you, much ability to win souls in you, much ability to build churches in you. You see, if you have the ability to plant a hundred churches and you fail to die to self, you only plant two. When you get to heaven, you will be shown that the only thing that limited you was fornication. The only thing that limited you was lies. The only thing that limited you was a lack of prayer. Let me show you the ways of death. Number one, one of the key ways of death is prayer. Jesus at Gethsemane, just before he died, the Bible said he prayed until his sweat became like blood. So anytime we are praying, we are dying to self. I told you in spiritual dynamics, wherever death is taking place, life is emerging. Life can never emerge unless there's death. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, child of God, the only thing that is limiting you is your refusal to die. That partner that makes you fornicate is somebody that is limiting your multiplication. Let them go. That craving, that this allows you from fasting is the only reason why you are still where you are. Let it go. When you let it go, you are operating in death. 
You know, fasting is a way of death. The Bible says when Jesus fasted, the Bible says he was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. For 40 days he fasted. What was he doing? He was dying to the flesh. Anytime you fast, you are multiplying in the spirit. You are not increasing. You are multiplying your effect. Bible says when he came out of the wilderness, his fame went abroad. His fame went abroad. So your multiplication is waiting, but you need to die. Number one, prayer. Number two, fasting. Number three, giving. These are the ways of death. Giving. One, prayer. Two, fasting. Three, giving. Number four, is taking up the will of God and putting down your own will and ambitions. That's the way of death. Jesus said, not my will, but that your will be done. That's death. Number four, going ahead to win souls. Obeying the great commission. Obeying the great commission. That's the way of death. Anybody who is involved in the work of God, mobilization, soul winning, is dying to self. Because naturally, man does not want to do that. Let me show you something. There's a secret about the Adamic nature. The Adamic nature is the falling nature of man. And the falling nature operates, sees himself as God. The falling nature cannot, you see, cannot submit. Death is submission. Number seven, to die means to submit yourself under authority. Hallelujah. To submit yourself under what? Authority. So anytime you are dying, life is coming. And the only reason why you are not multiplying is you are failing to die. You are failing to die. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says that present yourself as a living sacrifice. Die to self and allow multiplication to take place in your life. The reason why sometimes, for example, Christian leaders, you know, you are handling a cell or you are handling a church and you are preaching, but the life of the people are not what? They are not changed. You talk about the things, they hear you, but they are not transformed. The people around you are not changed. Have you ever thought about that? The problem is that you have not died enough for the life of God, the multiplied life of God to have expression in you to be imparted. You see, the kingdom of God is a business and the product is what? Life. We deal in life. We are dealers of life. What we receive from Jesus Christ is eternal life. What we have been charged to go and give the rest of the world is eternal life. So the totality, the summary of what we are doing is life. Wherever there is God, there is life. Wherever God is absent, there is no life. Hallelujah. So when you die, life is multiplied. When you stay long in prayer, you know, I usually have people telling me that, look, uh, God is going to use me mightily over the nations of the world. Uh, they are telling me their story of what God has told them. God is going to do mighty things. But one question I ask them is that if God is going to use you and you're going to be multiplied in that dimension to the nations of the world, you need to understand the process. And the process is death. So the question I ask them what is the extent? What's the degree of your death? How much has last died in you? How much has lies died in you? How much has fornication died in you? How much have you allowed your flesh to die through fasting? Through prayer? Through the study of the word? Number nine, when you study the word, you are dying. <laughs> but if you fail to do these things, you become alive in the flesh. You can multiply. And that's why you can stand before a people. You can pray. You can preach. But you see, Christians are disseminators of life what you don't have you cannot give Peter said look at me such as I have I give 
Do you see? Because Peter was walking in the will of God. Some of you are stubborn. God's call is on your life. You are, you are refusing to do it. Why? You are refusing to die. So you will not see a certain degree of multiplication in your life. You will not see a certain degree of change among the people around you. If you have not conquered masturbation yourself, you cannot preach people into fire. You can't. So you see, you must die first before you can have life and give life to others. That's why sometimes when you preach, you see the people are not changed. Because when you are preaching, you are, you are sharing a multiplied life. Hallelujah. You are and if the life already is not multiplied, what are you sharing? You can't share. So you speak, they hear you, but life is not imparted. That's why before you preach, you must spend about two hours praying, about three hours praying. What are you doing? You are dying so much that the spirit can multiply in the life of the people. Conviction will become real in the life of the people. When you go out to win souls, the reason why people cannot hear you, they cannot follow you, is that you are going as a fruitful person, but you are not going as a dead seed, which has the capacity to bear much fruit. Say from henceforth, I will enter the realm of death. Finally, John chapter 15 verse 1, that's my final scripture on multiplication. I believe you are being blessed by the word. Yes, very, very blessed. It's such a blessing. John chapter 15 verse 1. All right. I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Amen. Okay, read verses 2 as well. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. You are clean through the word. But this is the principle for multiplication. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Every branch in me. This is talking about people who are in church, but they are not really born again. Because when you are born again, you begin to bear fruit after the order of the person that has saved you. It's effortless. That's why a great man of God said, if you have no passion for others to be saved, you are not saved yourself. If you become saved, you can only be fruitful. But the Bible is saying that every branch that beareth fruit... He prunes. You see, so death is what leads to much more fruit. Death. And death is anything that comes into our life that is not so appealing, but the will of God. Fasting is not appealing, but the will of God. Giving is not appealing, but the word of God. Prayer is not so appealing in the flesh, but the will of God. Studying the word is not so appealing, but the will of God. As you do these things, the Bible says God is pruning you. That's how God prunes you, through prayer. He's pruning you. He's preparing you for the next level of abundance. Now, someone told me a story about a woman that was working with evangelist Rehan Bonke of Blessed Memory. And this lady happened to be the intercessor for Rehan Bonke's ministry. And so every time Rehan Bonke goes uh, to the field, she will lock up herself in a room and pray for hours and they will see miracles on the field and so on and so forth. One day, this lady came to Rehan Bonke and said, uh, man of God, um, I'm feeling strongly that I, I need to start a women um, ministry so I can speak to women on how they should behave and so on and so forth. Immediately, Rehan Bonke knew that she's moving out of death into the flesh to do something that she's okay with and that's going to cut the multiplication so Rian Bonke said to her throw that thought out into the trash and that's how many of us must behave we must throw every thought every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge the counsel of God that thought that makes, makes you feel like God is an add-on but your main thing must be pursued it, it stalls your multiplication, your ability to multiply. Anybody that has multiplied in a certain dimension 
is walking in death. I want to encourage somebody. Whatever you are going through now, if you are in the will of God, it's just a matter of time. Pruning is not easy. Sometimes when you are being pruned, you don't see much. You don't see anything. It's a season in your life where it looks like your finances have come to a halt. But you know you are praying. You know you are fasting. You know you are doing all that you are doing. But you are not seeing anything. Before you were fruitful. But now it's like you are not even seeing the fruitfulness I used to see. What is happening? You have pleased God. So God is preparing you for the next level. That face is the face we call pruning. Where it's like there's a silence. God is not talking anymore. God is not moving anymore. Your relationship life has come to a halt. Your financial life has come to a halt. Why? God is pruning you. He's preparing you. All of a sudden, your life begins to manifest a certain dimension of glory that men cannot place a finger on. May God multiply you through death. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. Subscribe to Reverend Randy Impact on YouTube and all other digital platforms to receive more messages that will transform your life. Stay connected and prosper.